This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Lenten blessings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. We are walking together this Lenten season, and we are entering into the third week of Lent, the third Sunday of Lent, and our church is really, really busy right now. I am recording this on the Feast of St. Patrick, and so I'm going to close our broadcast with a beautiful prayer attributed to St. Patrick. It's called the the St. Patrick's Breastplate or the Lorica for Protection Prayer, and it's a It's a little bit longer prayer if you pray the entire prayer, but I think in this time, this time when we're praying for peace, when we're praying for an end of war, particularly in Russia and Ukraine, that it is important for us to get down on our knees and to pray, pray, pray. And what did Our Lady say, particularly Our Lady of Fatima? She said, pray the rosary every day for sinners, for a conversion, for a repentance from sin and for us to reach to Jesus by being sorry for our sins, by changing our ways and by living God's holy divine will. Pope Francis has announced that he will be consecrating both Ukraine and Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on the feast day, the solemnity in the church of the Annunciation of the Lord. This is when the incarnation happens, where we see Our Lady having an encounter with the angel Gabriel, and she says yes to being the mother of God. And so on that day, which is March 25th every year, Pope Francis has said he will consecrate these countries to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In our own Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, Oregon, in Western Oregon, we've been invited to pray a novena. In fact, the bishops of both uh, Ukraine and novena and bishops all over the world are inviting their people and people of all goodwill to pray a novena, to pray daily for a prayer for peace and particularly for this consecration of Ukraine and Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now in 2014, here in Western Oregon, Archbishop consecrated this area to the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady of Fatima. So this is one prayer that you can pray. I will put the text on this podcast. There are many novenas to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to Our Lady of Fatima. This one was shared with the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. And so I invite you to pray with me this morning today, whatever time you're listening to this broadcast. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A novena to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O most blessed Mother, heart of love, heart of mercy, ever listening, caring, consoling, hear our prayer. As your children, we implore your intercession with Jesus, your Son. Receive with understanding and compassion the petitions we place before you today. We pray especially for the conversion of Russia and peace in Ukraine. We are comforted in knowing your heart is ever open to those who ask for your prayer. We trust to your gentle care and intercession, those whom we love and who are sick or lonely or hurting. Help all of us, Holy Mother, to bear our burdens in this life until we may share eternal life and peace with God forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, that's a prayer, a novena to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And I would invite you, people of goodwill, to pray that prayer or any prayer for peace to the Immaculate Heart of Mary during these particular nine days. That would be from March 17th to March 25th. But as we know how important it is daily to be in daily prayer, a prayer of peace, a prayer of conversion of the heart, a prayer of reparation for sins, sins committed against the church, against the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and against our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you for praying with us and for peace in Russia and Ukraine. The theme for me in these readings and in this third Sunday of Lent is patience and growth or growing. And I think it's quite appropriate, although we see that color of penance, of reparation, of repentance in the color violet or purple, which is our Lenten color. Today on the Feast of St. Patrick, we remember the color green. It just reminds us of the shamrock and it reminds me of growth, of new life, of this bursting forth. And we'll hear a little bit about that potential of life when we hear Jesus in the gospel today. Our first reading comes from the book of Exodus chapter three, and we have verses one through eight and verses 13 through 15. Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, leading the flock across the desert. He came to Oreb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the flaming fire out of a bush. As he looked on, he was surprised to see that the bush, though on fire, was not consumed. So Moses decided, I must go over to look at this remarkable sight and see why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw him coming over to look at it more closely, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. He answered, Here I am. God said, Come no nearer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your fathers, he continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. But the Lord said, I have witnessed the affliction of my people in Egypt, and I have heard their cry of complaint against their slave drivers, so I know well what they are suffering. 
Therefore, I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and lead them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Moses said to God, but when I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. If they ask me, what is his name? What am I to tell them? God replied, I am who am. Then he added, this is what you shall tell the Israelites. I am sent me to you. God spoke further to Moses. Thus shall you say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Thus is my name forever. Thus am I to be remembered through all generations. The word of the Lord. Our psalm today comes from Psalm 103. We repeat, the Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord secures justice and the rights of all the oppressed. He has made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the children of Israel. The Lord is kind and merciful. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. The Lord is kind and merciful. Our second reading comes from the letter of St. Paul, this first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 1 through 6 and 10 through 12. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all of them were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from a spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was the Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, for they were struck down in the desert. These things happen as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil things as they did. Do not grumble as some of them did and suffer death by their destroyer. These things happen to them as an example, and they have been written down as a warning to us upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, whoever thinks he is standing secure should take care not to fall. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The gospel reading is from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. 
Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the tower at Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, If you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There once was a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard. And when he came in search of fruit on it, but found none, he said to the gardener, for three years now, I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but have found none. So cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If you can, if not, you can cut it down. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance, change striving for Christ in our lives. God is kind and merciful. There's so many themes that we can glean from these readings today. I love this little glimpse we have from Moses. Of course, we know the story of Moses, uh, that the Hebrew boys were being killed. And so as a little baby, he was put into the water. Maybe we saw a movie or we have the wonderful story of Moses floating down the river. And then, of course, Pharaoh's daughter finds the boy. And then he lives in the home of Pharaoh, the Egyptians who are persecuting and uh, putting his people to slavery. But he becomes a man. He eventually kills an Egyptian. He flees. He comes across this man, Jethro, and he marries his daughter and lives there kind of outside of his community. But God encounters Moses. And, you know, most of us are not going to have a burning bush experience where a, a bush is not consumed and we hear the voice of God. But it reminds us that at certain times, In each of our lives, God is going to call us for a greater vocation, a greater purpose. Follow me. Do as I say. Follow my will, not your will. Moses has been living his will. He had a nice life with Jethro and working the land and having this wife and having this family. But yet God calls him. And God calls each of his children to a particular place, to a particular role. Now, we're all not going to lead an army of of, um, Israelites out of slavery and through the Red Sea as it as it as it is um, as it opens with these miracles. But we are called to lead others in our lives our spouse, our children, our mother, our father, our brothers, our sisters, our co-workers, our neighbors, somebody we meet at a grocery store or in the 
gas line, when maybe there's grumbling going on, we are called to lead people to follow Christ, to follow the I am, that his name will be the name that all knees bend forever. Thus, I am to be remembered for all generations. We are to be a Moses that will follow God and be a leader for others. If you read a little bit further in this particular chapter, Moses has a lot of excuses. Well, I don't speak very well. Well, the people, what if they don't hear me? What if they don't follow me? He's really being a wimp. Yet the Lord is willing to work with this Moses who is putting up these, well, what about this? And what about this? And, and I don't know if, I, if they're really going to follow me. And don't we feel like that, Lord? I don't know about this coworker who maybe makes me feel a little anxious. They're, they, they cuss and, and swear a lot, or maybe they're doing things that I don't think, think are right, or even somebody in my own family or in my own community. Yet the Lord calls us, just follow me, just do my will. And, and the Lord gives him some encouragement along the way. Hey, you have a brother, Aaron. He speaks really well. He's going to be your, your speaker, speaker of the house. He's going to be a good one. You know, the Lord will provide in different ways, people or circumstances. It doesn't come from our own intelligence. It comes from the word of God. It comes from the power of prayer. The Lord will provide, if we're open, what we need when we need it. You know, Moses is asking for all these things right now, and yet he hasn't gone and made the trip and encountered his brothers, the Hebrews, but he will, and the Lord will provide the confidence, the words, the insights, the presence of the Holy Spirit when it's needed. And so this story of Moses, this true life account of Moses reminds me, Dina Marie, and reminds you, name your name out loud. The Lord is calling you to be a leader. Me be a leader? Yes, to be a leader to God. But before you can lead, you have to follow. Follow me. Follow the word of God. Follow our blessed mother in following her instruction Pray, pray, my children, every day for peace, reparation for sin, for sinners everywhere, for conversion of sin, for the outrages that are done against my immaculate heart and the sacred heart of Jesus, for those sins that are committed against Holy Mother Church. Pray, pray for the poor souls in purgatory. Pray, pray, pray. Why? Psalm 103. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. St. Paul, what I, the nugget I get from St. Paul is don't you ever think I've got it made. I've got it made in the shade. No problem. Jesus and me, we're doing great. I am going to heaven. No problems here. Don't you ever presume don't us ever take God's grace for granted. Only by the grace of God do we have another breath. Only by the grace of God do we have another breath. I remember 
many, many mornings, I would have wonderful spiritual conversations with a friend and he would come into the radio station where I worked. And we just sat and talked about kind of what was happening in the day, what was happening in the news and things about how our Lord is working. And he, he would say to me, and he had this visual image, I just see God. And he has this, this towel hanging above him. And when is the Lord just going to drop the towel and say, enough is enough? The atrocities, the violence against humanity, all of the different ways that our culture around the globe is fighting God, is hating God, is ignoring God, is defying God and being their own gods. When is the Lord just going to say, enough is enough? And then I remember the Lord is kind and merciful, but we don't presume, well, in the midst of all this sin, in the war, in our re-identification of who we are and all of the ways that we are offending God, we are offending his commandments, we are offending his creatures, we're blaspheming him. In the midst of all this, we can't just say, oh, well, he is kind and merciful. And so we really don't have anything to be worried about. You know what we do? <laughs> we do need to pray, pray. When you learn more about the three shepherd children at Fatima, I'm not a student of Fatima. I don't know a ton about Fatima, but I know enough to know that these three little children were shown an image of hell. And they were surprised at how many people were in hell and that the plea for our blessed mother is simply to pray. I don't need to be rich to pray. I don't need to have a home to pray. I don't, uh, I just need to pray. I need to open my heart to the Lord, expose everything to the Lord and to just call upon his love. And when I call upon his love, I have to be willing to change my heart. I can't pray and say, but I'm going to stay in my sin. I'm going to continue to gossip. I'm going to continue to swear. I'm going to continue to not go to mass all the time. I'm going to go continue to complain and to blame. No, I, I have to be willing to change. I can't say, yeah, but what about him? And what about her? And what about that world leader? That's not your place. Our place is that I am willing to change and repent and to pray that others, others will repent as well because I'm a leader. I will repent. I will go to confession. I will change. I will follow the Lord. I will read scripture. I will learn about the ways of the Lord and call upon him. I will invite the Holy Spirit to guide me. Whoever thinks he is standing secure should take care not to fall. Every moment matters. Every moment matters. The Lord is waiting for us right now to turn to him. We don't have a lot of time, but in this gospel reading, Jesus has this story of the fig tree and I've mentioned a couple of times in these podcasts that we are, we've moved recently to a new place. And so where we lived before, I lived in that house for 
over 20 years, my husband there for over 30 years, and we had 10 very well-producing blueberry bushes. They had been 25 to 30 years old, some of them. And so every year we had wonderful crops of blueberries that would last us until through the winter and even into the next spring because we would freeze them. And so we know about tilling the soil and, and putting good nutrients into the soil and watering and all of that to have this wonderful crop of fruit. Now, when we moved to our new home, we had nothing. <laughs> we had actually grass, which needed to be dug out and the soil turned and mixed and actually taken out buckets and buckets of rocks and, and put in organic soils and all of these things to build a a raised bed. And now we're building a second raised bed. And now we have another 10 plants, blueberry plants. We love blueberries, but they're very, they're at their very beginning stages. And so my husband said to me the other day, once he planted the other six plants that we have, I'm going to take all these buds off and we're not really going to get any fruit this year but we're going to get something next year and the following year. And so there's this need to have patience and to wait and, and to trust that if I do these practices and disciplines of tilling the soil and doing the best that I can do and learn along the way how to best prune and trim and fertilize, that I pray for a great crop but we're not going to get a crop this year. We may not even get a crop next year. And here's this man saying, it's been three years and I don't have a fig crop yet. But the man says, let me just till it one more year, just a little bit more time, just a little bit more time, Lord. I just need to learn a little bit more. I just need to trust you a little bit more. Patience, patience, not idle time, patience in depending upon the Lord, you know, there are times in our lives that we're called to be a Moses in that we're really called to be intentional in a particular way. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in pursuing a vocation, marriage, the religious life, the priesthood. And so there's an, an intensity of our turning to the Lord and following him. And then we live out that vocation. And as we live it out faithfully each day, there'll be ups and downs. There'll be difficulties and challenges. There'll be times of celebration. There'll be times of woe, pain, suffering, death, illness, discouragement, disappointment. But in those times, we need to go back to prayer. We need to go back to surrender. We need to go back to the sacraments. Hopefully we've been in the sacraments, but continuing on repentance, repentance, change of heart, metanoia, open to God's grace. The Lord is kind and merciful and his invitation is for us to freely receive his love. He doesn't force us to love him. He doesn't force us to repent. He will not. He will not make us turn our ways. He's not going to do that. He is a loving and patient God, but let's not test his patience. Let's recognize this moment and follow him, and follow him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, I am going to close with this St. Patrick's breastplate prayer, and I'll close with the final 
sequence. It's a long prayer and it's a beautiful prayer. And I may post the text here on this podcast, but let's ask for the intercession of Our Lady of Fatima, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, our guardian angel, St. Patrick. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. St. Patrick, pray for us. Have a blessed third week of Lent. I look forward to talking with you very soon. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.